You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, December 2nd. My name, of course, as always, is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Locked On Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account where I got all the memes and dreams, uh, at Javapedo, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on either of those two uh, accounts if you have any questions, comments, concerns, and I'll answer them. I'll get back to you. I'll interact with you. Because I like doing the old interacting and stuff, I guess you could say. And maybe I'll even answer them here on the show. I did a mailbag podcast not too long, about two weeks ago, I think now. So definitely do that if you guys have the chance. Uh, today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Today's episode continuing off of yesterday. You know what to expect, and it's great. It is part two of my discussion with Nick Stellini, and we're talking MLB free agency and chill is what I named the episode, and that's basically what's going on here. And We give some more predictions as well as talking about Trevor Bauer. I'd say Trevor Bauer is probably the big thing of, of this uh, podcast episode because, you know, I mean, he's the biggest guy. I mean, let's just be honest. He is kind of the biggest guy. So we talk about it. Nick shares his maybe not so loving take on him and what his uh, takes on that are and just the whole situation, why is it controversy and all that and, and some other stuff. So without further ado, guys, let's go. Yeah. Um, for Bauer, just not, not to cut you off or anything, but Bauer, I actually, I agree with you. And I think that um, like my mom and my dad, for example, are still huge Yankee fans. I still care about them to a degree, um, are definitely like, oh, he's good. Cool. They don't know about some of the other stuff about Trevor Bauer. So as a little bit of a chaos person, since this is a podcast podcast, part of me is like, I'm sorry. I have to admit, I'm a little bit looking forward to just like what that looks like when you get like New York hyper media and reporters talking to this guy who this ain't Cincinnati. This is in Cleveland. You know what I mean? Not to disparage those markets, by the way. They have great people all around at every local level for sure. But there's something about that New York level. Like, I just, I imagine the Mike Francesa things. I don't know where he's going to go on that. I just think it could be fantastic just from an entertainment value. So it, it's not that I think that he's somebody who's going to wilt under the New York media. I think he would thrive with mm-hmm. the New York media, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that I, I'm, there's a certain, t- there's not, not a certain, there, there, there's a degree to which I think that. Um, so from a baseball perspective, he's had one good year from a baseball, from a baseball perspective, Trevor Bowers had one really good year, which is this past season. And yeah, he pitched his ass off. You can't deny that. How he got to that level is a matter of debate among certain corners of the baseball media, um, where I'm not, I'm not going to say that this is, this is absolute gospel. This is what happened because I can't for sure. Um, but I will say that. A year ago, Bauer said, "If I started using a foreign substance to doctor the ball, my spin rate would spin go rate up, my my spin rate would go up about four hundred to yep. hundred RPM, which is exactly how much it went up this year." Yeah, um, and Bauer is absolutely the kind of guy he would just do it to say, oh, "Look, I got it, I got it over on you guys." Um, <laughs> and, and on top of that, from a non-baseball perspective, um, I'm not sure I want my big spending of the offseason to be a guy who gets his gets his jollies harassing women on Twitter, um, like. <laughs> Like, let the you you have to make a conscious choice to say I'm okay with that to sign this guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, not that that sort of stuff has ever stopped any sports executive ever in the past. Yep. Um, 
and I, I, I fully understand that as a losing battle. And some of your listeners might get really mad at me for saying that. That who gives a crap? Oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, it, it's such a tired, crappy thing. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, and even beyond that, like he's been such a headache in clubhouses in the past. Like they couldn't get him out of Arizona fast enough. Um, there have been stories I've heard about what, what happened in Cleveland. Um, and yeah, I mean, like he's a guy who is going to disrupt your clubhouse, be a toxic presence on social media. Um, and again, I said one good year. Um, and it was a really, really, really good year. He pitched his ass off this year, but mm -hmm. do you really want to sign up for all that? So that's my take on Trevor Bauer. Um, that being said, would I be surprised the Padres sign him? No, he, it's a, it's a, it's a natural fit for the Padres, especially with the Clevenger injury. Um, and the Padres should, are and should be an all-in team right now. Um, and that's certainly an all-in right now move. Um, it, mm -hmm. it certainly makes sense for the franchise from a, you know, X is a no standpoint. Beyond that, I don't know. And look, just to, just to add my thing about the, the Trevor Bauer things, I have to admit, I'm just going to come full, full front on this. Um, don't, don't worry, it's not that bad. I have to admit, though, like, I did not know. I think I consciously tried to forget uh, some of the things, especially back, I think it was like 2017, I feel like is when I really remember like some of the stuff on Twitter with uh, Trevor Bauer starting to pop up because I really, I respect and I've wanted since I was younger, um, you know, maybe even in just in high school, I'd say, so maybe not that young, but I've always wanted a guy like this who seems to actually want to market himself. I've just, I've always so desperately wanted that for baseball. I've always wanted a guy to be on there and, you know, just small things. Like he takes that picture of him with all the, the caps of the various ball clubs on him. Just something that makes it feel like, yeah, this is an event who will sign Trevor Bauer. It should have been that with guys like Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. And I'm going to get into uh, my prediction kind of about that in a second. Um, where I wanted it to be like this, this like two week period where everybody's like, Oh my God, these 26 year olds, which is rare, I think, at free agency where you get like two young-ish guys that are available, not 32 when they get their big payday. Um, and I really want that. So I have to admit there is a little bit of hypocrisy in me kind of liking Trevor Bauer from the perspective of just really wanting that type of uh, presence. Obviously, the stuff on social media, which I've re reminded myself lately, I've been viewing a lot more of that stuff. Uh, and I feel like he's toned it down a little bit, especially lately, but um, especially, you know, now he's a free agent, he could get his money and whatnot. But um, yeah, you're doing the little, <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but uh, so I definitely understand it from that perspective. Um, I definitely could see the Padres doing that. I'm curious to see if he does a one-year deal, but as I mentioned with the, the May Machado and uh, Bryce Harper thing, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, are we sure he's going to do that? I don't know if he was just saying stuff. He likes to talk a lot. Um, I think that with the May Machado and Bryce Harper connection, my other main prediction is just that I think I'm going to see Tenet and I'm going to get the Ratchet and Clank game that's coming out for PlayStation 5 for all my game heads out there. It's one of the first main exclusives uh, that comes out for the PlayStation 5 next year. I think that's going to happen before Trevor Bauer gets signed. I hate how long it's going it, to uh, free agency of baseball takes. I don't know why this can't be at least NBA light. I don't know why or NFL light. I mean, even the NFL, like, yeah, we don't get the big guys like quarterbacks that are free agents. Everybody locks them up for 25 years. But I just wish that, yeah. Say free agency like it's starting in the NBA in an hour. I guarantee you we're going to probably hear some deal immediately. I wish that baseball would be a little bit like that. It'll be a little bit more exciting because it's a long calendar. So, you know, just try and seize that a little bit more. But uh, that's one thing I expect is all of these things we're saying, we're not going to hear about them for 
at least a considerable amount of time. And I would argue even into next year before we hear about the big ones. Um, 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 oh, oh, sorry. I didn't see you there. <laughs> Guys, I'm in a really great mood. You know why? Because I'm meeting and munching out of one of the old built bars. You haven't heard of built bars that there's probably, well, it's not, it's not that there's something wrong with you. It's just that you're really, really missing out, guys. They are the best protein bar ever. They're covered in 100% chocolate and super soft and easy to chew. And what my favorite thing about them is, is there's just such a variety. I like variety in my life in all types of ways, whether it's from movies to podcasts to video games to the shows I watch to the books I read, whatever. I like having a variety. And that's what's so great about Built Bars. They've got 12 original flavors, coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, peanut banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee, almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. And trust me, they're super good. Maybe those flavors, they're not typically your thing. Trust me, some of these flavors aren't typically my thing, but I love the Built Bars uh, versions of them. So, you know, take that with what you will. That's that's my ringing endorsement. Uh, and they've also got six new flavors, guys. And tell me you're not hungry by hearing the names of these flavors. Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, which, honestly, I'd never heard of that before until uh, Built Bar <laughs> released it, and it sounds delicious. Uh, carrot Cake and Apple Almond Crisp. And above all else, guys, as I mentioned, they are protein bars. They are healthy for you. That's right. Not only do they taste good and have a great variety, they're also really great for the keto diet thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and a low amount of calories. So guys, if you want to check this out, I got an offer for you, right? If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order order how about that use promo code locked on for 20 percent off at builtbar.com go for it yeah it wasn't always this way even if just a handful of years ago most yeah. guys were signed before christmas um now not so much and a part of that is the owner's economic stubbornness um i think also the definitely the stipulations with covid and the impact on the in, in the income of the game this year is definitely not going to help that but it's also the, the labor disputes. It's all it's the structure of the off season where usually you have the GM meetings and then the, the winter meetings and then things really start percolating. We're not getting any of that this year, so who knows what's going to happen? Um, yeah, it, it's going to be a long, long winter. And I, I totally get what you're saying about um, baseball promoting itself and players being more out there and and willing to 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 put themselves out there. But also you have to think about that kind of goes against the very fabric of the game's culture in a way. Um, which was, which is still being that that fight is still being played out right in front of our eyes. I mean, you saw it front and center with Tatis this year. Yep. Um, I, I think Fernando is the future of the game. I, I think he is he is everything that is right with baseball, and we need a lot more of that. Um, and, and like, yeah, like Bauer does that. Alex Bregman is doing that for a while before the whole scandal happened. He yeah. had his, he had his YouTube channel and everything. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so you can't say like not every player is really, isn't really putting themselves out there. Like like you, Darvish is a, is a YouTuber too. Um, mm -hmm. but a lot of that goes with the more conservative and frankly, very white culture that is baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, I, 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 I would love for that to change. I hope it does. I hope, you know, I, again, I think guys like Fernando and Tim Anderson are the future of the league and God willing that, that, that'll be the case. It'll just be a lot more fun for everybody. Yeah. Speaking of Tim Anderson, just, just a quick question that just dawned on me. Are we sure Tony LaRusso is going to be the manager of the White Sox when the season starts? Man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we sure that's gonna stick because that latest report the, the second dui i'm wondering if are we i mean we just you let bastard rides the before but i'm wondering like is it 
going to stick? Are we sure that he's going to be able to, or are they going to use that as now? Of course they knew about it. They knew that this was a thing that happened from before. This is very, I hate when this happens in any medium, when people get hired and then they do a bad thing again, even though there's clear evidence that they did the bad thing. And then just because people start reacting is when they decide they have to can the person or whatever. But I'm wondering if they might use that as a kind of scapegoat reason to, to get rid of them, which honestly it was, I'd say that's the most depressing free off season kind of acquisition slash signing or whatever that's happened so far. It's Tony Russo to the White Sox. Yeah. So the reason I, I think that he will be the manager, unless, you know, Maricopa County comes down hard on him and just like, convicts him and gives him like a sentence um mm-hmm. which i don't i don't i don't know what the statute for dui is in, in arizona so I, I i'm not a, i'm not a lawyer i can't speak to any of that mm-hmm. um the fact that they knew about this before they hired him and the fact that it was 100 jerry reinsdorf who hammered this hiring theory it was his guy he wanted him from the start they barely even ran a search they interviewed one of the candidates so they could say oh we interviewed somebody it was it was a search um it was Reinsdorf all the way through making this happen, knew about this incident. Um, and if we know one thing about Jerry Reinsdorf, Jerry Reinsdorf is, does not like to look foolish in public, um, no matter how foolish he may, he himself is and how many, how foolish his decisions are. He's a very stubborn, proud guy. Um, and if this is what he wanted. It's what, it's what he's going to get. And yeah, Tony LaRusso is probably going to be the manager on opening day, um, which is just baffling to me. Um, look, I mean, you could talk about his age, you can talk about his his criminal record, which is deeply concerning and un- thoroughly disqualified. Um, you know, he's not again, this is the second charge, he hasn't been convicted of anything yet. He's he has been accused. There are charges, he just 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 to, to, to put myself in the clear, he's he's not yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. <laughs> um, but that being said, it's disqualifying and that's before you get into the whole racism aspect and, um, and, and, and to, to bring back sportsmanship <laughs> um, to LaRusso's credit. And I, I was surprised and I guess heartened to see this um, Bruce Maxwell, of all people came out and said that um, he had had conversations with LaRusso over the last few years and that Tony is a changed man and has his view on these things and it has evolved. Um, and, Listen, Bruce Maxwell is somebody who has all the weight in the world, in my opinion, in that department. So um, for those of you who don't know, Bruce Maxwell was the first MLB player to kneel for the during the anthem um, a few years ago and was basically blackballed from baseball because of it. Um, there's a really, really, really good story by Howard Bryant on ESPN.com that you should read about Bruce Maxwell that goes into everything that happened there and – the stuff that with the police that happened after that, that was totally overblown and way unfair to him. Um, so you should definitely read that and get a, a good understanding of, of Bruce Maxwell. Um, but yeah, so Bruce Maxwell made, said that and um, listen, if that's the case, then I feel, I, I don't feel quite as queasy about Tony La Russa managing Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu and Elo Jimenez and Luis Robert. Um, but yeah. Um, and and Lucas Giolito is a very very liberal, progressive person too. Um, so just on that front, like the, even before you get into all the extracurricular crap, um, the, just the, the fit with the clubhouse was so wrong to me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So may, ho- hopefully he has in fact evolved on that front and wisened up and realized that he was wrong and 
that'd be great. But I, I still think the DUI stuff is disqualifying. So do I think he's going to be managing on, on opening day? Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And just a, just a quick aside for everybody that watched uh, the last dance, which I feel like was kind of one of those things that might ever might be associated. If we ever get out of this quarantine situation might be associated with something we all kind of as sports fans watch at the same time. Jerry Reinsdorf just didn't get enough blame in that documentary. Sorry. Everybody kind of, you know, crapped on Jerry Krauss, which was, I understand, but not, not enough people talked about Jerry Reisdorf who could have been like, uh, yeah, let's just keep Michael Jordan. Kind of could have ended it. You owed the team. But anyway, that's just a quick aside. Uh, not to say, spend too much time like Bassey, though. It's just I feel like we've been doing a lot of this podcast so far. Um, but I would say another thing I want to talk about is, or actually one, one last quick kind of prediction that I don't think has any other type of uh, exterior or insinuating other kind of uh, circumstances to it but just uh Marcus Sibian I feel like he's going to the Reds I think the Reds are a team that is starved for offense I know that they had Bauer and they had uh I'm free I'm blanking on the other guy's name right now um they had some great pitching and they're one of those teams that everybody feared heading into the playoffs because of that pitching but that offense is atrocious and I actually think there's a chance that managers might look too much into this past season for Marcus Simeon and not look at when he kind of could have won the MVP two years ago because of his defense and because of his just unbelievable ability to just get on base and deliver big hits for them and whatever. I can't remember his exact stats, what they were, but Marcus Simeon was excellent. So I actually think they might be looking for that. And I feel like they haven't had a shortstop that's been pretty reliable for a while. So that's one prediction of mine. Uh, are there any kind of like s- not small guys? Cause Marcus Simeon is definitely one of the best guys available, but some other like type of free agents you're looking forward uh, to seeing signed or just interested to see where they end up. Um, so yeah, so my um, he's not definitely definitely not a small quote unquote uh, mm. insignificant player, but Ha Song Kim from uh, yep. South mm-hmm. Korea, he's coming over from, from the KBO. Um, he's twenty five years old, a true shortstop, mm-hmm. and he has lit the world on fire over in the KBO. He, this guy mm-hmm. can freaking hit, man. Um, that is a big, big piece. Like if if he can actually hit a major league level and hit well, he's a twenty five year old middle of the order shortstop. That that's a, that's big. Yeah. Um, do I think he's going to be an MVP candidate in Major League Baseball? I don't know. It's very hard for me to, to say. Um, but he's a career 294, 373, 493 hitter in KBO. Um, hit 306, 397, 523 this past season. So he's really good. Um, and again, he's a true shortstop. He can play the position. Um, and he's just 25 years old. So he's going to come over this offseason. Hopefully he's going to get posted. And we'll see what happens. Um, that's definitely a fit that uh, you just mentioned the Reds needing a shortstop that that's a guy they could, they can look to. Um, I mean, every, every, you, you, you can never have too many good shortstops. Um, uh, unless you're like, again, unless you're the Padres, who yes, not, sir. <laughs> there's, there's no fit there or the, the Nats with, with, mm-hmm. um, God, well, I can't remember his name. Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, oof. Yeah. Oof, was that a shot? Was that a shot at the Padres for trading him? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I legit blank Trey Turner's name for a second. I feel mm-hmm. stupid. Um, it could be a shot at the Padres for trading him, but I guess it worked out in the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, the... So, so yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you got a team like the Phillies if they're going to let Didi Gregorius go. Um, they need a shortstop, and I certainly wouldn't hand the job to Scott Kingery yeah. or mm-hmm. whoever else might be in that position. Um, I love Didi. Yeah, I, I love Didi too. He's a great, great player. Um, Padres, sir. The, the, the Phillies, that's certainly a good fit. Um, there's a lot of teams that could use that player, and he's really, really good. Um, I, I would be very excited to see him succeed at, at the major league level. 
Yeah, that's a great one, man. It's just I, I really love when we we have this. It feels like every once, like every couple of years, we just kind of get that fun um, prospect from some of these other leagues that we're not really. I mean, we're paying attention to because we're baseball fans, but it's not covered as much. You know, what I mean, and Lord knows when Otani came into the league, he set the world on fire. I know he wasn't as good this year, but still, um, yeah, those are definitely some interesting ones. And just I've mentioned before on the podcast that I'm interested in the Padres getting some depth, maybe with guys like Brad Miller, who would just be a fun. Not not a fun, but like just a guy who can play different positions because I think the Padres got uh, low key very lucky with their health this year. I know Tommy Pham got uh, hurt, but they were lucky that guys like Jake Cronworth broke out, which meant that Profar could move to the outfield. So I'm just saying that's something that the Padres need to look into, and hopefully Tommy Pham isn't over the hill. So we'll have to see how that pans out. But just a guy who can play multiple positions. He's not going to be necessarily an everyday starter, but a guy who probably get on the cheap and just deliver a little bit of power and some good defense too, uh, some underrated defense I'd say. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And like you said earlier in the pod, the the Nelson Cruz thing, and people have been kind of a you know roasting the Padres a little bit for not picking up Mitch Borland's like really small option. And I, I get it, but part of me is also like you said, is there going to be a DH in the National League? And maybe yeah. they're like, if we don't know, maybe maybe they go for Nelson Cruz. I don't know. And Nelson Cruz at this point is just, I still think he's one of the most joyous players to watch. I just and follow because I mean, this is a guy who tested positive for PEDs and then did better every season than before when he tested positive. You know, he's, he got better apparently off of. So shout out to Nelson Cruz just being that guy who every year gets left on in fantasy drafts and continually just pr- proves that he's just an ageist wonder at, at this point. Maybe he's just David Ortiz. Who knows? And cut, everybody. That about does it for part two of my discussion with Nick Stellini. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. I know. Who knows? It might get a little controversial, you know, with some of the takes I fired off on this podcast. But seriously, it's so great talking to Nick. It was it was really a lot of fun. You guys are going to really enjoy part three. That'll come out tomorrow. Uh, really good stuff. What can I say? I'm uh, really excited about this pod, and I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to it. And, uh, you know, just for the future, I've, I've teased it before, but I'm planning on working on this, uh, the top 20 plays of the Padres season because we are getting, you know, I honestly do love one of my favorite things about the end of the year is all of the like end of year lists and like top tens and favorites. And, you know, just the other day, uh, the Spotify is wrapped just came out, like the giving you a nice look at all of your top music and your top artists that you played and top podcasts that you played too. I always love that. I always love going through everyone's top 10 movies and sharing my own and just just recounting the year it's one of my favorite things about it it's 10 times better than new year's eve itself by the way but that's this new year's itself new year's eve it's just the worst my least favorite holiday it stinks way too many expectations but the like governing time not governing time but like the preceding time period before then is really fantastic i really do think so and it's one of my favorite times of the year but with that little tangent, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, the Overcast app, which is what I use, wherever. Just search it up in the search bar in your, your podcasting app, but I'm sure you will find it. You could also, while you're at it, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I wouldn't mind that either. And go follow the show, which is at LO underscore Padres on Twitter, or my personal account, which is at Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.